You're listening to an event from the U.S. Institute of Peace, part of the USIP Podcast Network. For more information about our work around the world, visit usip.org and check us out on social media. We're joined today by Nicoletta Barbera, Mari Traorde, Sandrine Nama, and possibly Emily Cole, if she's able to uh, join us. Nicoletta is a senior program officer in USIP's Africa Center, where she leads the Women Preventing Violent Extremism program in East Africa and in the Sahel. Mari is a project officer for USIP's Women Preventing Violent Extremism project in Mali, with over 20 years of experience working with national and international organizations to lead programs that build sustainable solutions for peace and community resilience. Sandri Nama uh, is a renowned human rights and women rights advocate who leads USIP's Justice and Security Dialogues and judicial reform projects in Burkina Faso. This series as a whole is meant to underscore the importance of protecting and facilitating women's meaningful inclusion and peacebuilding, and this session focuses on the region of the Sahel. Let me turn the space over now to Nicoletta to start us off. Nicoletta? Thanks very much, Stephen. Hello to everyone. As Stephen mentioned, my name is Nicoletta Barbera, and I work for the U.S. Institute of Peace's Africa Center. I'm so pleased to be in this discussion today with my colleagues from USIP, both based both here in DC and in the Sahel. So to begin, I wanted to just share a few words in terms of context in the region. As many of those on the line may know, the Sahel region of Africa is facing multiple crises currently, including a rise in extremist violence with effects on the stability of national governments and intercommunal ties. Popular frustration with corruption and widespread insecurity have contributed to coups in Mali in 2020 and in Burkina Faso in 2022, just this year, as well as a coup attempt in Niger in 2021. USAP has been actively working since 2016 to improve cooperation between, security sec between the security sector and citizens to facilitate improved security through the Justice and Security Dialogues program and since, 20, since early 2020, through the Women Preventing Violent Extremism Program, both in the Sahel. I'm so grateful that colleagues from the team are here in this event with me today. So just a few words on what the Justice and Security Dialogues and WPEV programs are. The Justice and Security Dialogues, or JSD program in the Sahel, has been active for the last six years and works with teams that are based in the region to bring together state security services, government officials, community members and civil society to jointly identify community security concerns and address them using their own resources. USIP also supports the increasing the roles of women's networks to develop citizen-led initiatives that build resilience, prevent the threat of violent extremism, and contribute to both the design and implementation of local and national policies and strategies that increase security. We do this through the Women Preventing Violent Extremism Program. While we have historically seen that women in the Sahel are actively engaged in informal peace processes in the region, we find that women are largely excluded from formal peace and security initiatives. Socioeconomic opportunities are also limited, including access to education for women, which presents a big obstacle. And that brings us to today's event in which we will discuss some strategies for ensuring the safe and inclusive participation of women in peace-building processes in the Sahel. To begin the conversation, I'd like to ask a broad question um, to both Mari and Sandrine, um, and perhaps Emily, if we, can, if we can get her on the line. 
perhaps we can start with Marie. Marie, in your opinion, what are some of the threats or the obstacles that women peace builders face? This can be women peace builders, women human rights activists, and women, women civil society leaders. But what are some of the threats or obstacles you see women facing in their work? Marie. Hello. Good Hello. afternoon, Hello. everybody. My name is Marie. I am uh, the project officer in Mali about the uh, USIP project names uh, women pre prevented uh, violence extremists. So I'm in Mali uh, to represent the, the executions of the project. And uh, the question uh, concerning my opinion of uh, what the threat or obstacle do women peace builders uh, are faced to in the Sahel. I think that I think that the main threat for me are security concerns due to the conflict give extremist violence to our women and the non-respect of women rights in the leadership action. Uh, despite the uh, best effort to ensure that peace is built by and for women, the prospect for their participation in the very negotiation intended to secure their future are worse worse than before. And uh, this can be proved by the declarations of the Office of United Nations High Commissioners for Human Rights uh, in 2010, verified 35 killing of women, human rights defender, journalists and trade unionists in seven conflict affected countries where data could be revived, retrieving. This number certainly an undercount surpasses the confirmed number of killing in 20, <coughs> uh, yes, in 2030. And in uh, 2019, our office also documented patterns of attack against women working on gender equality, sexual and reproductive health and rights, corruption, labor rights, and environmental and land issues. Among them, arrest, detention, intimidation, sexual violence, and harassment via smeared campaign. And in the Sahel region, she said that several countries are at the very bottom of the United Nations Development Program, Gender Equity Index, while extremely violent army group attack only increase the threat of abdications, violence, exploitation, and abuse of women rights and girls also, as do local closure of school. This is the element that can show us that obstacle or threat for a woman's security are evident in their struggle for a peace building. Now, is that what I come to say that to everyone, Mali is uh, in the situation that we are faced to, to all this obstacle now. 
And I'm very pleased to participate in this meeting to talk about the reality of Mali, specifically, but generally, uh, the, 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 the issues of uh, uh, fraud and obstacle that women can face too during their peace building action. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mathi. Sandrine, can we turn to you now? I'd like to ask you the same question. In your opinion and in your work, what threats or obstacles do you see women facing? Alors, excusez-moi, c'est vrai que j'avais promis que j'allais essayer l'anglais, mais finalement, je crois que j'ai pas assez le courage. Est-ce que, Nicoleta, tu penses que tu pourras faire une traduction approximative? Je vais parler très lentement. Uh, Sandrine asks if I can help translate, um, as she's not, she's not feeling very confident in her English. Sandrine, mm -hmm. I, uh, je peux essayer, mais uh, <laughs> je pense aussi que si vous pouvez parler un petit peu en anglais, un petit peu en français, je peux, faire, je peux essayer de, de vous aider. <laughs> D'accord, je vais essayer ça et je vais commencer comme ça. Donc, euh, euh, je suis Sandrine Nama, comme déjà j'ai été présentée, je ne vais pas m'attarder dessus. Et je pense que pour ma part, les difficultés, les obstacles que je peux relever euh, tendent déjà, en numéro un, à la difficulté des femmes artisans de paix, euh, défenseuses des droits humains, à participer euh, de façon directe dans l'élaboration des politiques en matière de sécurité déjà. Ce qui fait qu'elles sont des, pratiquement des éternelles absentes lorsqu'il s'agit de la mise en œuvre stratégique justement de ces politiques-là. Et pour en revenir sur ce que Marie a dit, on pourra citer sur, euh, on pourra parler des femmes qui, euh, en fait, en dépit de tout, tous ces obstacles-là, essayent d'intervenir sur le terrain, mais lorsque, parce qu'elles ne sont pas prises en compte, parce qu'elles ne sont pas planifiées dans les stratégies, elles s'exposent encore plus durement justement au, au risque du terrain, donc comme elle a dit, aux, aux, violences, aux, 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 aux violences que peuvent subir des femmes justement sur des terrains tels que les nôtres, c'est-à-dire les terrains frappés par le grand banditisme et le terrorisme. Sandrine, So uh, she, she's speaking a bit about the difficulty that women face um, in, this, in the human rights space um, and how to, how to implement these policies is a big obstacle. Um, but Sandrine, I'm sorry, vous parlez trop vite pour moi, trop vite pour moi de faire cette rôle. Est-ce qu'il y a quelque chose, Marie, qui vous voulez dire? Je peux t'appuyer, Nico. Okay, thank you, Marie. Uh, has something said that is uh, uh, mostly related to my 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 comment, but the only thing that can I can say that uh, Sandrine uh, try to underline is that uh, for the political issues, uh, it's not generally plain that women are included in decision making or take part of the, uh, the, the, the work plan that can help them to be implicated or to participate actively in the, the planning of actions or action plans for the peace building. And sometimes also uh, there are afraid to be indexed or to, be, uh, to, be to, to have a, a violence 
or harassment because that they are women. And uh, sometimes also it's because of the extreme violence that can be occurred in the, 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 the country where there are already conflict or post-conflict that this dispositive of uh, or system of violence is an obstacle for that woman to be implicated or participate or express their, their ideas about peace, peace building. It's what I try to catch uh, from our uh, comment. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Marie, and thank you so much, Sandrine. Um, I wanted to see, Marie, was there anything more that you wanted to add on the, the threats or obstacles um, that women face from, from your work and your vantage point um, at the community level? Um, and I'm specifically thinking of some social norms that prohibit the participation of women um, to, to actively engage in these processes. Anything more you wanted to say on this point? Matthew? Nico? Yes. I don't catch very well what you, you have seen. Can you repeat, uh, please? Yes. Um, is there anything in addition that you would like to add to the points Sandlin made? Uh, and specifically, oh. I'm wondering, right. is there anything about the social norms, les, les normes sociales, um, in, right. in, in Mali or in the Sahel? that women face at the community level, in your opinion? Of course, of course. I think that the, 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 social, the social content or cultural can limit the woman to, to, to raise her voice to, or to participate actively, because sometimes uh, all decisions are taken by the, the chief of the family, who is the Mari, or the first, uh, the first, the son, or I mean that all decision, what is important only for woman or for other person internally or externally, it is normal that uh, the married or uh, the, res the representative of the chief of family make his first decision so that woman can allow to do whatever she want to do about uh, her own opinion. This means that there are no uh, autonom there are not autonomous to, to, to think about their own ideas about a sensible subject like peace building because they think that only a man can do that action in the community. But it's not totally the reality in our context. Uh, as my experience is in the field, even if women are uh, considered that they are not valuable to, to, to lead actions uh, for peace building, uh, we will constate in the long term that, that uh, uh, men are obliged to come back to the woman to collaborate there with them and find the solutions and after to go to expose to the population. That means that man only cannot do uh, what is available or what is important for peace building. 
but sometimes they try to to hide in a woman ideas and try to to show themselves as the hero or whatever leaders uh, for any action that concerns uh, peace building or activity uh, but the we note that uh, because of many actions many projects like uh, WPV of ESIP we try to to inform or to sensitize women and men that we are here to, to be complete in the actions of peace building because men only cannot uh, instore peace in the community. Uh, in the past, it was not easy, but now most of the men try to understand now that woman is, a, I don't know, the checkpoint of this uh, struggle. And uh, it's normal that still now some are uh, remain that in their position to say that no woman cannot say that in the community. It is only men that can talk about uh, such uh, sensible uh, thematic and also. And uh, this is what. And politically, it is the same case. In economically, uh, the same strength. But we try to do our best so that opinion can change positively for women participations in peace building and over activity, development activity. Uh, this is the comment that I should uh, put uh, or add to a Sandrine one uh, to diversify uh, the, what mean the information about women participations in peace building in our country. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maureen. Thanks for that. I'd just like to interrupt really quickly to welcome to the space Emily Cole, who has overcome some technical difficulties with her phone and now should be able to join us as a speaker. Emily Cole is a governance, justice, and security program officer at USIP, where she supports the justice and security dialogue programs in the Sahel and Nigeria. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much, and thank you for your patience as I've had trouble joining. It's great to join the conversation. Thanks so much for being here, Emily. And thank you, Merci, uh, to Mari and Sandrine for, for providing some really, really excellent initial remarks on the threat and obstacles facing women currently. I'd like to move on to the next, next set of questions around progress that you have seen made over the last few years. Um, and I'm thinking since the passing of UN Security Council Resolution 1325, so over the last two decades, what progress have you seen made towards a safe and inclusive space for the participation of women in peace and security issues? And if you could speak to both the community level, well, to all three, actually, the community level, national level, and maybe the regional international scale, that would be, that would be excellent. Uh, perhaps we can turn it over to Sandrine first. Hello, Lucila. No. Merci, Sandrine. Okay. Donc, uh, déjà, je suis, excusez-moi. 
je, peux, je crois qu'on on va trouver une solution pour l'interprétation. Je vais déjà y aller. Je dirais, à mon sens, que l'avancée qu'on peut observer sont surtout dans les textes. Il y a déjà des cadres normatifs qui existent. Donc, ces cadres-là qui permettent justement aux, aux, aux personnes, aux femmes intéressées euh, de s'engager et de commencer à poser des actions. Et euh, c'est déjà quelque chose de non négligeable et cela commence déjà directement au niveau, euh, à la base, au niveau communal tant qu'au niveau national. Euh, il y a des organisations... Il y a des organisations typiquement en fait féminines en fait et de, de, de leaders de femmes qui travaillent justement sur la, ces questions-là qui s'organisent. Donc pour moi, je pense que ce sont des avancées qui sont notables, qu'il existe, quelles que soient les difficultés, qu'il existe déjà des cadres euh, qui permettent d'agir. Excusez-moi, je lis en même temps parce que j'étais en train d'essayer de savoir comment est-ce qu'on va faire la, la, la traduction. Si on n'a pas trouvé de solution, je pense que j'ai... Ok, de m'arrêter après chaque phrase. Excusez-moi. Euh, vous allez traduire ou j'ai une solution ici? On peut y aller? Peut-être que je, je peux commencer et si, si Bintouela, elle peut faire la traduction. Ou alors, oui, j'ai quelqu'un qui peut traduire sur place, si tu veux. Oui, s'il vous plaît. Ok, merci. <rire> Tout le monde se débarrasse. Uh, good afternoon. I will first apologize in if maybe... I don't say exactly what she said. And to start with, she said that at the legacy level, we already have uh, some changes because we have texts that allow women to, to get involved in many activities. And also at a communal level, we have a lot of organization, women organization that are working in order to, to allow other women to, to get these advantages those advantages. Thank you. Merci. Uh, if you have more uh, to say, Sandrine, on this point, um, uh, using your, your, your very generous interpreter, we'd love to hear additional thoughts on this, on this question. If not, perhaps, Marie, can, can I turn to you uh, for your reflections on progress that you have seen um, in this space over the last two decades at the community national or regional levels? Okay, uh, I think that as part of United Nations Integrated Strategy for the Sahel, uh, UN, UN Women has implemented the Women, Peace and Security Agenda. Uh, 1,542 women mediators have been trained to conflict prevent and peace building. Uh, it is a field of many challenges that are facing uh, the Sahel regions. The challenge of security is obviously the most decisive It was necessary to engage the different categories of populations of the Sahel in, in order to, to play a role in conflict preventing and peace building. Women and young in particular represent an important categories in the Sahel country 
and their integration in the political and um, economical space among over is no longer a mere option. It is a strategic priority, which is now increasingly integrated into the development program of the country in the region. And uh, in order to promote the, this approach, uh, the UN Women in close coordination with a child country and regional organization has launched a program to accelerate the implementation of Women PC and security agenda for better conflict prevention, protections, prevention and peace building in the Sahel region. Uh, beyond its ambition to invest in the PC and preventing the progress alliance, the interventions of uh, women in the PC process through partnership with the government and uh, regional organizations such as Jisang uh, Sahel, the Liptabo Gurma, and Authority, the Lakchad Basin Commission, uh, and ECOWAS. Uh, nowadays, as I said, that one more than 1,000 women mediators has been trained in several countries in the Sahel. They are already involved in the prevention of community conflict and contribution act on, contribute actively to the rapprochement and reconciliations of community. They also contribute to raising awareness on PC among beneficiaries uh, of over United Nations agents program. Nowadays, Women, PC and Security Agenda program provide technical and institutional support to the main region organization, including Jason Sahel, Women Platform, the PC and Security Network for Women in the ECOWAS region, which have initiated ambitious action, particularly in the cross-border region between Mali and Niger, and in the lack of stud also. A similar initiative will be carried out in the Liptapo Gurma region this year, uh, I mean in 1991, where women uh, will play an active role in the management of community conflict from the perspective of local PC to global PC. The participation of women in conflict prevention in, uh, and, building, uh, and peace building is also conducted through raising awareness among the security forces, meeting between women and security actors, including defense forces. Administrative and judicial officials has been regularly organized by the UN women in the border region between Mali and Gao, uh, uh, in Gao, no, Gao, between Gao and Menaka, and in the Niger country in Difa, as part of the project funded by the Peace Building Fund. Uh, this initiative, based on cross-border approach, was continuing till uh, 1994 and was also touched uh, the management of conflict related to access of natural resources. And uh, I can 
share the experience with you on uh, our uh, WPVE project. When we were, we was in the national and community dialogue, a woman was preparing uh, some informations, some crucial information about a security issue when they are doing their activity uh, on this building. And they have shared the, the threat and the obstacle that they are always faced to in their action to the, 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 the government. And the government also in their uh, response uh, assured that women that they are here to accompany them in their actions. But sometimes, as in the conflict context, uh, the government institutions are not in the all cannot cover all the, the, the territory, that it is the NGOs and civil society that can accompany government initiative or government uh, actions to help women and uh, continues to realize progress in peace building activity. So uh, this different example that uh, I have shared with you, I was uh, sometime with women who can say that they will be more efficacious in their action if they, 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 they find accompaniment of the government in terms of security, because there are always face to threat or obstacles that can limit their uh, operational capacity to do what they are expected to do in the, in the peace building action. I think that uh, they have progress, even if it's not, is minimum, but women have uh, the will to go along the, the progress if they are reassured that uh, their security are guaranteed. Uh, is that what I want to, to, to give you as comment. I think that uh, other people have uh, information about other progress that uh, they can share and uh, uh, fructify our conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mari. I really, really appreciate your last example on the, the critical nature of collaboration between civil society and the government to, to increase security. Um, so thank you for, for highlighting that part of the program. Emily, uh, I'd like to turn to you for, for your thoughts on this question based on your years of work um, in this region. What progress have you seen? I think, thanks Nicoletta. I think Mars um, made some really important points there and about how this progress has really started and stopped and that people have been approaching this problem from the international level, at the community level, at the, the national level, and um, the regional level. And one thing that I always remind myself when talking about women's participation, particularly women's participation in security in the Sahel, is that for most of the armed forces in the Sahel, women were, have only been able to join the army um, and join often the gendarmerie while people were able to join the police in the 1980s, that it's been in the last 15 to 20 years in most of these countries 
um, where women have been able to join these forces. And I think that really reinforces how far women have come in being able to participate in formal security, um, both provision and politics and decision-making, including peace building. Um, but that, as Mari has pointed out, and as you pointed out, there's a long history in the Sahel of women being really important mediators and, um, and power brokers, and that there are a lot, there's a lot of work that NGOs and national governments have been doing, as Mari pointed out, to help to formalize these roles by uh, officially training a lot of women um, to hold roles as mediators. And I think as Sandrine pointed out earlier, there has been a lot of work and there have been a lot of advances, especially in the last 20 years on women's inclusion, formal inclusion. There have been a lot of policies about women's inclusion, but that on the ground that often doesn't translate into action as both you know, Mari and Sandrine have stressed, it's really the implementation that's lacking. And that you may even go to an activity from a national dialogue um, or national policy building um, activity down to the local level, and you're likely to see women at all of these events um, and in all of these activities, but what, which is new and important to have that representation, but we haven't really taken the next step in having women be leading these processes or um, at the local level often have women feeling comfortable speaking um, and also speaking in opposition to things that um, male leaders are saying. So a lot of progress, but a long way to go as well. Thanks, Emily. I think those are, those are really, really important points that you laid out, so thank you. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to turn to uh, one, one last question for me, um, and this is a question around some practical examples. Uh, I'm curious what our speakers here today are seeing in their work in the Women Preventing Violent Extremism Project, in the Justice and Security Dialogues Project. What examples of concrete strategies or what lessons learned have you, have you seen that help ensure the safe and inclusive participation of women in peace building. So practically, what are some mechanisms, some strategies, or some lessons um, in, in, in your work that uh, you see helping ensure the safe and inclusive participation of women? Sandrine, can, can I turn to you first? Okay, okay. Alors, um... Je dirais que un exemple qui est tiré du GSD, c'est que particulièrement le GSD est mis en œuvre dans une commune rurale où les femmes n'ont pas for forcément voix de parole malgré les textes. Elles ne peuvent pas forcément intervenir juste pour leur bon vouloir parce que ça sous-entend d'autres risques pour leur sécurité, même au sein de leur foyer, parce que parfois les marines ne sont pas d'accord. On peut, peut t'arrêter pour, pour la traduction. D'accord. So Sandrine was saying that um, for the Justice and Security Dialogues, JSD, we are implementing in a rural area where it has been very difficult to ensure women's participation, mainly because women face a lot of insecurity even in their own homes. Et euh, 
au fur et à mesure que les, les au début des dialogues, elles, elles étaient juste là parce qu'on leur avait un peu, on va dire, un peu imposé la présence en leur disant qu'il fallait qu'elles soient représentées sans pour autant interagir avec le groupe. Et au fur et à mesure qu'elles ont pris conscience en fait de leur importance dans un processus tel que celui-là, la participation a commencé à être plus active et leurs contributions ont commencé à... Oui. To coupe encore une fois. So from the beginning, we included women in the dialogues. We insisted on their inclusion. And at the beginning, they were not participating. But slowly, over time, um, they began to, to participate more and more. Et euh, donc, euh, ce qu'il y a eu, en fait, c'est que quand ils, a, ils ont commencé, c'est-à-dire euh, à l'issue des dialogues, à mettre en place des organes, de gestion de la sécurité communautaire, les femmes ont pris part active à ces organes-là et elles ont, en plus de tout cela, créé des, des organes exclusivement féminines pour aussi so, s'assurer... So, mm. Pardon. <laughs> uh, Sandrine speaks very quickly. Um, so, as the, the, they began putting in place the, um, the system for, for community security, which came out of the dialogues, There were roles for women there, but also they realized over time that they needed to put together um, a process that was exclusively for women. Et euh, en passant sur toutes les étapes, à, à la fin, en fait, lorsque à la fin, lorsque euh, les actions de ces organes qui ont été mis en place pour renforcer la sécurité communautaire ont commencé à être effectifs, on s'est rendu compte que les coups d'éclat venaient surtout de ces organes mis en, en place par les femmes, c'est-à-dire qu'elles étaient plus effectives. So, oui, ok. Non, non, pardon. So we found when we put the organs in place, um, we found that the We found over time as they were implemented that the, um, the activities put in place um, by the women were the most effective. Et leur participation a permis justement à la commune à s'ériger justement en exemple dans la participation citoyenne euh, à la sécurité. C'est-à-dire qu'il y a même le taux, le taux de comment on dit, de criminalité a baissé et cela a été, leur a été imputé. So we found over time that the women were really key to um, improving security in the region and that over time we were able to see that the um, amount of crime, the level of crime, um, had in, indeed um, decreased. L'exemple pratique, par exemple, ce sont elles qui ont réussi à découvrir où est-ce que des armes étaient stockées par des individus qui n'étaient pas de la localité ou encore qui ont réussi à faire intercepter quelqu'un qui allait pour faire exploser euh, bon, des explosifs, excusez-moi, dans une mosquée. So it was in fact the women who were able to discover an arms cache that had been hidden by people who were not from the area, so from by outsiders, and they also were able to discover explosives that had been um, brought into the area to blow, to blow up a mosque, to explode a mosque. Et donc, pour finir, en fait, le succès de ces groupes-là ont fait que plusieurs femmes ont eu envie d'adhérer. Ça veut dire que ça, 
impacté d'autres femmes et ça a motivé en fait euh, les femmes à s'insérer ou bien s'intégrer dans la gestion des questions de sécurité et de cinq euh, organes exclusivement féminines, elles sont maintenant à 25 organes. And so this really uh, motivated other women um, seeing its success to get to get involved in the security work. And at the time, and now I apologize that I'm interpreting and not translating. Um, we were able to, there are now 25 um, women's groups um, in place doing this work. Je crois que c'est bon pour moi, oui. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much, Sandrine and Emily. Uh, excellent translation <laughs> for, for providing this, this, this really important example of a strategy that was so effective in, in uh, allowing for women to feel safe to participate in this mechanism. Emily, I wanted to turn to you to see if you had additional thoughts or examples Uh, from your experience to add to this to this point or to this question? I think Sandrine made some really excellent points and I just reinforce or, or add on to some what, what, of, what she said, um, drawing from some examples of Burkina Faso, Senegal, um, Niger and, and Mali, I guess all, all of our countries, um, is that we found that, and this is a, of course an approach that WPEV has used as well, is that it's often very difficult for women to speak up in these fora, particularly at the local level, but also at the national level, and taking the time to have separate women's groups and men's groups discuss these issues, and then assigning a rapporteur to come back and report on the findings has been a really simple, but very powerful practical tool to encourage women's participation Um, in Niger, in Burkina Faso, in Senegal, and in Nigeria, um, we have taken similar approaches. And while in initial discussions where people are prioritizing security issues, sexual and gender-based violence, SGBV, rarely came up, yet when we were able to divide Um, by gender, we were able to find, we found that this was a top priority for women across these locations. And then coming back to a larger group with someone who's able to present, um, representing what um, they had heard from the larger group of women was much more effective in carrying this message and showing that these were top security priorities, not only for women, but for the entire community. Um, and being able to move forward with that work. There are times when it, you have to work um, within, the, um, within the culture and within the traditions of the places where, where you're working. And so often dividing groups up or in some cases, making sure that you have different places for men and women to eat um, to ensure that women actually will um, eat a meal and be willing to fully participate. These small tweaks can be, um, can be very, very important. And just as, if, as we're working in the Sahel, um, women's literacy rates are often significantly lower than men's. So trying to adapt your programming to make sure that as you are writing down or recording what people are saying to make sure that you're reading that out 
so that um, members of your group who are participating who may hold a lot of power in their communities but may not read in French or in English um, are able to fully participate and see what's going on. So I think some of these small adaptations that often Sandrine has been able to come up with and implement so effectively um, can make a really big difference in women's participation. Thank you, Emily. I found those incredibly, incredibly helpful and practical. Thank you for laying those out. Uh, Mathie, I'd like to turn to you for some examples from the Women Preventing Violent Extremism Project. Um, can you share share any strategies from the training or, or the programming to, to help ensure the safe and inclusive participation of women? Of course, <clears throat> referring to the WPVA project activity in Mali, we are working on this project of a strategy that can help uh, women to develop network through which they can communicate exchange and share ideas on how to contribute to peace building process. Uh, this woman has been technically prepared uh, after streaming through training on communication and digi digital security so that they can communicate and carry out their uh, preventive action against violence extremists without being exposed to threat uh, to finally set milestone in the process of reconciliation and uh, the lasting peace building at the local and national level and uh, reaching out to the regional and international share on the uh, peace issues. Uh, they have made progress uh, in the implementation of this activity through the establishment of human network at the local level, serving as a communication platform on peace and through the organizations of community dialogue. Uh, when they are organizing this activity of community dialogue, uh, they try to, to, to implicate the local authority like a communal a, a advisor and the mayor to, to, to accompany them and it is a way to, to, to put themselves in the, the sphere of uh, security and be able to communicate uh, efficacy on what they are thinking about the security issues, the peace building or com conflict, uh, conflict subject on their locality. Uh, by carrying out local advocacy, also activity on peace and social cohesion. Uh, not more than what uh, a month or two months, they, they have developed a slogan on which uh, they say that San and Kona as a model of peace city. Uh, this inquiry were made by this woman to local authority and uh, local government representative to support them in peace building initiative. And uh, I think that uh, uh, that woman who have received more training about uh, peace building issues, uh, the actions have made it possible to reconcile 
antagonist group within the community. And today they work with this different group to maintain this social cohesion. And in addition, these women are in the process of expanding their networking in the surrounded community so that the actions of PC uh, building are colossal and effective for a lasting PC that will meet uh, what the requirement of community development. And uh, I have uh, many examples of the, the progress that, uh, that women have done uh, during uh, a year because when they, they have organized their first community dialogue, uh, after it was the national dialogue, uh, according that the inquiries that they are collected uh, information or action that they are leading on peace building, they have analyzed the context and try to, to, to elaborate a, a, a work plan that can help them to, to reach the national level or to be connected with the association on women group who are making the same struggle for peace building and uh, work with them and be efficacious in their local uh, activity. And that work plan they have presented to the, the government uh, was welcomed by the authority, and uh, uh, they are assured them that they are here to accompany them in their action locally. And after that national uh, dialogue, we have noted that the government have sent a governor in the San region to accompany that woman. We have noted that any event that women are organized in San region was uh, accompanied by the local government. And sometimes they are here to, to advise women or to reinsert them in security context so that they can work uh, without no fear or no fear or being faced to obstacle in their activity. Uh, that is the, some of the example that I, I share you with you and say that Really, the, the project has uh, given a result that we can consolidate and try to continue to, to support that woman uh, so that they can be a, a valued, what I mean, a, uh, <laughs> the, the, the expression, I lost the expression, so that they can be a valuable for their, their activity of peace building. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you, Mari. I just like to, uh, I note that we are running out of time. We've had a number of questions from the audience, but uh, some of them you, were, you touched on already. So I think we have one that we can make the final uh, discussion point here because it's, uh, there's a lot to it. Uh, Estelle from Benin says that she's a gender peace and security specialist. She would like to know uh, why in the Sahel it is still so difficult for women peace builders to be involved in peace processes when the situation of violent extremism is now so evident in the communities. And then following up on that, what should or could governments do to protect women's participation in peace processes? 
perhaps I can translate that um, en français. Uh, c'est une question uh, par Estelle du Bénin, spécialiste du genre et sécurité. Uh, elle, voudrait savoir, elle veut savoir pourquoi est-il encore si difficile pour les femmes artisanes de la paix de s'impliquer dans les processus de paix alors que la situation d'extrémisme violente est maintenant si évidente dans les communautés du Sahel. Et aussi, y a-t-il des, mes des mesures que le gouvernement euh, peut, peut prendre pour inclure la participation des femmes dans le processus de paix? Emily, can you, can you start us off with this question? Sure. I think this question is really important, particularly because so many violent extremist organizations have targeted women leaders and um, women human rights activists um, in particular as they're taking on these roles that um, they disapprove of and um, have tried to intimidate them and force them to be silent. So I think it's really important to first begin by acknowledging the courage of um, so many of these women in the Sahel who are, are participating actively in peace processes, in mediation, in um, countering violent extremism and preventing violent extremism at the community, um, provincial, and then national levels. And I think that there's a lot that, that governments can do, not only for women's inclusion, but for inclusion of, of all groups. And that in our work, we find that the best, or in the JSD work, we found that the best predictor of whether a particular policy will both be implemented and will be successful is the level of inclusion, both in developing that policy and then in implementing it. The more that you are able to have all stakeholders present, so not just men and women, not just ethnic representation, not just religious diversity, but making sure that you are including people from all socioeconomic classes, people with disabilities, people with high levels of formal education, people with high levels of religious education, um, that you have everyone represented, often including former criminals if you want to address crime. But having everyone in the room really improves both the policy development process and then its implementation, because that way everyone knows what is happening and you have much stronger buy-in and you end up being much more effective. So the recommendation I would give to Sahelian governments, both at the national and local level, is to think more about how your policy development processes and implementation can be representative and inclusive, and that this is the best step you can take to um, help prevent and counter violent extremism in your communities. Thank you so much, Emily. Sandrine, um, de, de votre propre expérience personnelle, avez-vous des commentaires sur cette question? Oh, oui, personnellement, de mon côté, moi, je rattacherai ça en grande partie déjà. Euh, C'est lié aux pesanteurs sociales déjà. Ça veut dire que euh, sous nos cieux, le, la femme, son rôle, c'est pas vraiment dans la sécurité. Et ça, on a réussi à le faire croire aux femmes elles-mêmes. Donc, il y a une absence de vision sur le rôle que pourrait jouer la femme. C'est-à-dire qu'il n'y a pas la définition sur euh, la contribution de la femme. On attend d'elle qu'elle agisse peut-être comme un homme ou comme une autre personne et on la considère pas comme une spécificité avec des actions particulières à apporter. Et donc, aussi... 
Donc, je, je vais essayer de faire la traduction, peut-être dans un une langage qui n'est pas tellement, euh, je ne sais pas, fluide et poétique. So, I apologize for doing a bad job with the translation here, but what Sanjin has said is that one of the things we're really missing, or that governments are really missing in the Sahel, is understanding what women can contribute as women, um, as peace builders. That not only can women act as, as men would act, but that they can have their own Um, uh, their own own way of um, of contributing as peace builders. Merci, Émilie. En fait, je et là, je disais aussi donc, il y a aussi le fait que dans nos régions, vu l'évolution de l'insécurité et donc des violences extrémistes, il y a en fait euh, des difficultés à à mettre en place une stratégie actuelle, c'est-à-dire puisqu'il n'y a pas eu de vision passée où les femmes étaient incluses dans des stratégies et dans des actions, on n'a pas de vision proprement prête. C'est maintenant qu'elles sont en train d'être définies, c'est maintenant qu'elles sont en train d'être écrites et donc on se retrouve tout le temps à courir dans l'urgence. C'est-à-dire qu'il y a même un problème à inclure le citoyen lui-même dans la gestion de ces questions et encore plus grand, un grand problème à inclure donc la femme. Ok, so... Sanjin was saying now there hasn't been, again, I apologize for the interpretation, not translation, that in the past there wasn't a view of an inclusive view of how to include women or how to include anyone in um, security policy development. And now that they're, the states are trying to do this, they're, they're trying to catch up and trying to figure out how, how to include women when they've never, um, they had no vision of including women in the past, and now they need to do that work of, of envisioning what this could look like. Non, mes excuses pour, pour l'interprétation terrible, Sandrine. Continuez, s'il vous plaît. Non, je crois que c'est très bien. Je crois que c'est ma contribution, comme ça. Merci beaucoup, Sandrine. Marie. Do you have any, yes. any comments? Specifically, maybe also focusing on um, what the governments can do more to, to help ensure the participation of women in, in peace processes and peace mechanisms. Okay. <clears throat> in our situations, I think that the government can Uh, make an assessment uh, to 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 make a finding on uh, about woman participations uh, because long time our country is in the conflict uh, the government have not access to all the the, the 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 regions it was only the civil society and organizations so Uh, which come and uh, uh, implement project for women participation, like uh, UN Women. Uh, there are many informations about uh, women participation. They come and uh, implement project to lead action toward this uh, subject, but we have not a proper finding on woman participation that we can exploit to see the real progress and the gap and try to, to, to make a provisions or 
uh, for the new implementation so that we can um, uh, see the really what women are able to do. Uh, the first that the government can do is to make first the assessment to know in the past what, what was the, the rate of participation of women, the action that the international NGOs or national have done for women participation, what is the result and what we can do to... to uh, to, to correct or to give solution to the gap. I think that uh, the main action that government can do is that they, this can help the, the government to be in the, the to, to actualize the, the information about women participation and uh, see what program the government can uh, develop for women uh, in many contexts for their relevant of their economic and social uh, development. Because we cannot be a good leader if we are not in a good moon. Now, after the conflict, many women are psychologically mentally, even physically attacked uh, so that they can be able to do what they have to do. They have good initiative, but they have, we have to accompany them in this and reassure them that they can do their actions with security. Uh, it's the first thing is that the security, economic, and uh, political social, a political issue that can be uh, established and uh, allow women to be efficacy in their action. Is that uh, I have uh, as idea that the government can do now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marie. Well, I think we, we are coming to a close. So I just wanted to take a moment to, to thank all of our speakers um, but in particular, thank Sandrine and Marie for, for joining us um, this, this afternoon, their time, um, and providing such, such excellent remarks around this, this theme of protecting women's participation in peace building, providing some practical examples, um, setting the scene, and providing some recommendations. So just uh, one last big, big thank you to, to Emily, Sandrine, and Marie for, for today. And over to you, Stephen. Thank you. Thanks to everyone Thank for joining us. Thank you very us. much. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Merci beaucoup. Uh, Merci. The, rec the recording will be available here on our Twitter account for 30 days, and we'll also be publishing a permanent recording on our website and as an episode of the Events at USIP podcast. Please follow our speakers on Twitter. Nicoletta is at NS Barbera. Mari is at Mari Treorde. Emily is at Emily K C O L. And Sandrine is at C E N D R I N E Nama. Sandrine Nama. Please tune into our next space in this series tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Afghanistan. And don't miss our live stream event on March 8th, marking International Women's Day. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to this event. If you'd like to listen to more events or explore our other podcasts, visit usip.org forward slash podcasts. Mm -hmm.